Welcome back to San Francisco Legislative Outlook, the weekly program that provides you with an update on the latest decisions made by our elected officials. I'm C.J. Hunt. And I'm Jennifer Lowe. Due to the Columbus Day holiday, the full board did not meet this week. The Eastern Neighborhoods plan was back before the Land Use and Economic Development Committee on Wednesday, October 22nd. Once again, there was a lot of concern from the public. We have to give uh, an opportunity to youth and um, developers who have a vision to give a presentation. We keep hearing the same people give some drab, uh, very uh, mundane type of analysis. That's going nowhere. We have to remember still that there's been no progress from the time the plan has gone to you about funding neighborhood improvements. This plan is still less than 50% funded for neighborhood improvements. There's still no tax increment financing plan, nothing even close to that. And what you're being told as something that you're supposed to consider and maybe accept is priorities about how money will be spent. So how are we going to spend this less than half of the funding that we need for the eastern neighborhoods? And maybe we should use more of it for affordable housing and even less of it for neighborhood improvements? It's, it's promises, not an actual plan. And once again, consideration of the plan was continued, this time to October 27th. The City Operations and Neighborhood Services Committee looked at a resolution from Supervisors McGoldrick and Alioto Pierre urging the Department of Public Works to revisit the reductions to street sweeping. The resolution urges the Department of Public Works to revisit the current Mechanical Sweeping Program Improvements Program in order to perform thorough public outreach to community groups and integrate public feedback from those who live in affected neighborhoods into the citywide plan to reduce the mechanical street sweeping schedule. The flyer that was sent out by uh, DPW, by Mr. Uh, author by Mr. Reskin, stated that this was going to be improvements in service. As he has testified here today, there is actually no improvements under this uh, proposal. To the contrary, it was only on the back side of that flyer, on the third frequently asked question, that you find out that there's actually going to be a reduction in service uh, to, uh, to a dramatic extent, uh, reducing uh, the street sweeping by half. Many of your colleagues and many people in the public share the concern about not the concept but the implementation of it and how we select the routes, which is why I wanted to spend some time on that. But, but I'll also acknowledge that it's, it's imperfect because of our, uh, of our inability uh, to get to the, the kind of fine level grain of detail that we'd really like to. Um, we, we did take, you know, this is a, a first pass at it that we may need to adjust um, I, if with, uh, with more time and better information and better software, we could probably do this. Uh, we can probably refine this considerably as we go forward. Being that time of year, there were a lot of questions about how the city would deal with leaves. Is there any more basic function of government other than police and fire than to keep the streets clean? I mean, DPW calls these cutbacks an efficiency program. It isn't an efficiency program. It's a cutback of essential services. They have a problem with words. They define dirty as clean. The, the idea that leaves are not litter. And by, by the way, there's more than just leaves in the leaves. Up to now, it's been all words here. You know what that is? That's a bag full of litter. 
came right off of my street, right in one block, one block. This is a collection that's not even a full week's worth. The resolution was tabled, but the committee promised that they will revisit the issue in the future. The City Operations and Neighborhood Services Committee also deliberated on an ordinance to prohibit sales of tobacco products on property owned by or under the control of the City and County of San Francisco. During the meeting, a few complications were brought to light. A representative from the airport pointed out the impact on their passengers. Let us remember, please, that individuals find themselves with unexpected 10, 12-hour uh, delays. Uh, they find themselves at an airport for lengths of time they had never imagined. And that, unfortunately, is a greater occurrence than it used to be. Uh, so if we become a facility where you cannot purchase tobacco products, I'm just not quite sure how that, that plays in, in the traveling public to be very honest with you. It was also revealed that the city owned several buildings that contain businesses selling tobacco. In none of these situations is the sale of tobacco products the primary income generating activity of these facilities. I believe in all instances when it comes time to enter into prospective leases it would not be uh, a great effect on the income producing uh, capabilities of these properties and would have no effect on the city's ability to lease them out. The item was amended to exclude the airport and forwarded to the full board with recommendation. Also on Thursday, the City Operations and Neighborhood Services Committee held a hearing on the Municipal Transportation Agency's procedures around enforcement of disability placards. I believe that uh, what uh, happens when someone abuses this is that you can go down certain uh, areas of the city and see that uh, sometimes as many as 80% of the vehicles parked in the parking meters have disabled placards on them, and it's very hard to believe. In a transit-first city, we would want to see a good portion of parking spaces occupied by placard holders. Uh, People who can ride public transit, people without disabilities or without significant disabilities, uh, we want them on those buses and muni trains. It's the folks who can't or who would be prohibited from going downtown, making that shopping trip, visiting that friend, going to work, um, and who need the placards to get around who we want occupying the parking spaces. The committee also considered Supervisor Alioto Pierce's resolution urging the state of California to amend the vehicle code to raise fines for counterfeit or misuse of disabled parking placards, strengthen criteria for disabled parking placards eligibility, and requiring photo identification of disabled placard users on the placards. The item was forwarded to the full board with recommendation. A resolution sponsored by Supervisors Chu and Alioto Pier urging the school district to reconsider the current school assignment system was before the City and School District Select Committee on Thursday, October 16th. The current school assignment system is intended to maintain diverse schools, but many parents feel that it is more important that their child can attend the closest school or school that they choose. The item was continued. Now, a report on the mayor's activities this week. In July 2005, Mayor Gavin Newsom announced the Home 15-5 initiative that committed the city to the creation of 15,000 new homes over a five-year time frame from the end of 2005 to 2010. This week, the mayor held an event to announce that, despite the recent downturn in the housing markets, 
7,238 homes have already been completed, and over 7,500 additional homes are in construction. This represents a combined 14,738 units complete or in construction. Here we are in 2008 at the end of the year, a few years after our announcement, well on track to reach our ambitious goals, doubling the number of housing that we're constructing in the decade of 2000 to 2010 versus the decade 1990 to 2000. 15,000 homes over five years represents the city's commitment to producing approximately 3,000 units of new housing per year through 2010. That annual rate of housing production triples what San Francisco produced in the 1990s, doubles the rate over the past decade, and remains higher than any single year of housing production since the city was rebuilt after the 1906 earthquake. We are more than doubling the number of units of housing that we're completing, constructing, entitling, and permitting in San Francisco compared to the entire decade of the 90s, that dot-com decade, that boom decade, where we were producing less than 1,500 housing units a year. We are now more than doubling that over 3,000 housing units, if you do a uh, five-year average, uh, we'll have completed uh, pursuant to that ambitious goal that we set out in August of 2005. 15,000 housing units in five years, 5,400 of which are affordable housing units, representing uh, just about roughly 35% of all of those newly constructed housing units. The mayor also highlighted the increase to the city's production of affordable housing for low and very low income households. In 2004, 2005, in fact, I would argue that the actual year, and I want to make sure we get it right because we work in these uh, fiscal years, uh, so I'm not accused of exaggerating. Let's use 2005 as a benchmark. We invested $134 million in affordable housing. Just a year ago, we invested over 226 million dollars through the city's budget process. 134 to 226. That's significant. That's all for this week's report on the mayor's activities. For more information on the mayor's office, check out sfgov.org slash mayor. Here's what's coming up next week with the Board of Supervisors. On Monday, October 20th, the Land Use and Economic Development Committee will consider an ordinance establishing new standards for review of applications for personal wireless service facility site permits. The Land Use Committee will also consider adopting more restrictive interim controls on residential developments over 20 units and new commercial or retail developments over 50,000 square feet on both sides of the Southern 19th Avenue corridor. The committee will also look at a proposed Slope Protection Act. The act would require that applicants for certain permits provide substantial documentation that there is sufficient infrastructure to support the proposed development and the proposed emergency access routes meet standards. Unfortunately, the full Board of Supervisors agenda for next week was not available in time for this report, so you'll need to check online for that information. Now, on Wednesday, October 22nd, the Budget and Finance Committee will consider an ordinance finding a compelling public policy basis for expediting the processing and review of permits for seismic retrofit upgrades of soft story wood frame buildings and waiving permit processing fees for seismic retrofit upgrades. At the meeting on Wednesday, October 22nd, 
The Land Use and Economic Development Committee will consider an item establishing a uniform procedure for enforcement of blight-related provisions of existing municipal code sections and to provide for additional definitions of blight conditions. Also on Wednesday, the Land Use Committee will hold a hearing on the feasibility of retrofitting Rance Potrero Electric Power Plant. The committee will also consider a resolution opposing renewal of the wastewater discharge permit for the power plant. Well, that's all we have for this week's legislative report. For updated agendas and other information on the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, go to sfgov.org BOS. Next up is Bill Dillon with this week's calendar of events. Hi, this is Bill Dillon with the SFGTV Community Calendar. We're all looking for great entertainment that doesn't break the bank these days, so here's just a few. On Saturday, October 25th, check out the Treasure Island Community Festival. Every year, the Treasure Island Community Festival is organized to celebrate the spirit of Treasure Island. Get together as a community and enjoy the beauty of Treasure Island. There'll be live music, dancing, food, fun activities, and craft booths. It's from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Call 274-0311 for more information. Also on Saturday, it's the second annual Terraval Street Fair. There'll be live music and DJs, merchant booths, food and drink, a fire truck, pumpkin patch, bouncy house, and snow cones. It's located at Terraval Street at 46th Avenue, starts at 11 a.m. and goes till 6 p.m. For more info, go to terravalmerchants.org. And on the other side of town, it's the Coit Tower 75th Anniversary Diamond Jubilee Celebration. The 75th anniversary of Coit Tower will be celebrated with a children's art contest, a rally of antique fire trucks, a temporary exhibit featuring memorabilia, photo displays on the construction of the tower in the 1930s, free elevator rides to the top of the 210-foot structure all day, special anniversary souvenirs, docent tours, and family activities. It's hosted by U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein and Mayor Gavin Newsom. Starts Saturday at noon and goes till 3 p.m. For more info, check out parks.sfgov.org. Then on Sunday, a couple of great Halloween activities. The Gardens Halloween Costume Walk at Yerba Buena Gardens Children's Garden. It's the 7th Annual Halloween Costume Walk featuring interactive performances and games for kids. Hosted by the unique Derek and featuring live music, children under 10 and their families are invited to parade in their Halloween finery. Kids in costume receive free rides on the ZM Carousel. The Yerba Buena Gardens Children's Garden is at 760 Howard Street. For more info, call 543-1718. And down at Pier 39, it's Pumpkin Pandemonium. Ghoulish and giddy behavior is part of the fun as kids in costume trick-or-treat throughout Pier 39's Pumpkin Pandemonium. Children 12 and under are welcome to visit the shops, restaurants, and attractions to gather their sweets. Pumpkin carving demonstrations and face painting will be available, as well as photos with frightful characters and an 80s Halloween show. It's like Halloween. Children will be able to wander through the pumpkin patch to pick their one free pumpkin. It's noon to 4 p.m. at Pier 39. For more info, check out pier39.com slash events. And that's the SFG TV community calendar. Get out there and have some fun. Thanks, Bill. That's all for this week's show. For SFGTV, I'm Jennifer Lowe. And I'm C.J. Hunt. Tune in every week for the latest on your local government.